Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm host. I'm your host, Steve Summers. I am so <laughs> glad that you fucked it up this week because I fucked it up last week. I'm Ian Boyce. We are here. Lucky number 13. Nailed it. And you fucked it up. I'm glad because I, I butchered last week, so you're good. I don't care. It's our podcast. Send it. Send it. Full send into the week. We got a studio guest with us today, too. We should introduce him. Well, I got Michael Wolf, as if you guys didn't know who that was. Some of you may not. You might be newer listeners. Yep. But Mike Wolf is joining us again, and I'm playing with the paper. I'm gonna t- I was about to just take your paper <laughs> away from you. Need to put like a piece of glass and put your paper under it That'd so you can't touch it. We should do that. I don't know what a four by yet whatever four by five piece of glass would cost. Yeah. We'd probably fuck the glass up though. You would. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> one drop and it's like, ah oh, damn. You'd set a glass down wrong and blow the glass apart. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing all right. Good. Good. Thanks for party. having me again, guys. Glad to have you here. Yep, he's back. So we are he's back because we went wheeling with us yesterday. And he brought us beer. And he brought us beer. Yep. That's true. And he's a friend, so why not have him in the studio? Exactly. I know if you guys have been listening since uh, the early episodes, he was been he was here three, four, five, six. He's here for a while for every episode. For a few. I was the producer, but they fired me. Yeah, well, uh, you, you know. gotta produce to be here. You gotta be here to produce. <laughs> <laughs> you must produce to be the producer. Yes. <laughs> you can't just sit in the corner and it's like, I brought you beer. I didn't do well, nearly I mean, enough. Hold on. You can. <laughs> I, yeah. We're just not going to call you the producer. We're going to call you right. the beer guy. Super beer guy, Mike. Still a cool title. <laughs> like the, you're the beer Actually, guy. Actually, I like that better than producer. Yes. <laughs> Super beer guy. Beer I'll guy. do that. So, uh, did, we just, did we just get our own beer Andy moment? I think we just got a beer, beer Andy Mike? moment. Yeah, beer Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to an episode the other day of, of uh, Snail Trail, and they did it again. Yep. It was beer Andy. episode 70. I love it. Yeah. And he said something about beer, and I was like, hey, there he is. We know who that is. Right. Awesome. Um. So, yeah, like we said, went wheeling yesterday. Oh, yeah. You want me to ask you how that went? No. Okay. <laughs> Mike, how was your wheeling trip yesterday? You know, funny enough, since I was actually wheeling with a group that was just, I mean, it was the same group, but you guys took off a little sooner than we did. Mm-hmm. And actually, our wheeling trip was awesome. I was. Wow, that uh, sucks. Should have stayed. Jumping back and forth between a bunch of really capable rigs, and we just wheeled, and no, pretty much nothing to speak for. I mean, we did no breakages. Everybody did awesome. pretty good. We wait, just climbed wait, some wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. You rode over there for free. That's true. You paid $10 to get the gate. Yeah, you got that right. And then you rode around with a bunch of capable guys. I did that. You ate your sandwich you packed. Yeah, my entire day cost me $10. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> I got home my, and I looked at my wallet. I was on. like, oh. My whole day cost me $10 to get in, Wait. a tank of fuel to dri- to deliver you to, <laughs> and that was about it. He I packed my own sandwich. He I did bring you beer. Bring my beer. My day cost me $10 before you guys even showed up to the house. It was fine. <laughs> We're fine with that, right? Are you fine with that? I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay. It seems I'm to be a good arrangement. Up. Are I'm you mad? I'm going to sell the Jeep and I'm going to go ride around with groups of guys. Oh, oh my dude, God. It was amazing. Yeah. Groups so, of really, quote unquote, really capable, capable. rigs. You dude, didn't take your rig. I didn't take my make, rig. Let's I make jumped, that clear. So, I jumped in with. Yeah. Snow stayed at home. Yep. I Obviously. jumped in with Bray. Amazing little ranger. Super capable. He's been doing it for yep. over a decade. Yep. I mean, you guys know the rig. You love yep. it. Yep. Joe Zumpf, who you guys just, just met. I had in person. But well, I wheeled in person. Yeah. Been talking to him yep. for months yep. on the uh, wheeling chat. But I've wheeled with him before and it's a Land Cruiser, uh, the Wine and Cream Land Cruiser. Oh, if you, uh, yeah, we're dubbing that name. He's like, why don't we call it that? Uh, wine and Cream. Uh, it's super now. It's super classy. It, yeah. It's on 40s and with like, Almost no lift. It's super capable. And um, I have a picture of his tailgate that I will post 
Oh yeah, I figured you would name have, the tailgate. Do you storage. want me to? Do you want me to do that on the podcast page? That's fine. I have an incomplete like walk around photos of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll highlight that. Ring. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's legit as shit. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a dumb. It's, it's it is ass. literally a rocklander. Yes. It is perfect description. That I would want in a the rocklander. the wine and cream rocklander. The wine and cream <laughs> rocklander. It's so luxurious. It's I was wonderful. looking at the interior because that's one thing that really blows my mind about people that build rigs like that. Mm-hmm. You've got to carry so much stuff. Like he was naming off all the crap that he's carrying. Oh, dude. It's, it's ridiculous. Dumb. So you know what the last thing they normally think about is? Mm. How comfortable the interior room is and, mm-hmm. you know, where you lay stuff out in the front. Right. Minty. I didn't even look in his front seat. Front seats were beautiful. Yeah. He had that thing. I think there were Corbo seats in them, but I mean, I didn't even center console. I just assumed it had stock seats. All that. Nope, super, Corbos. super nicely done. And then he said he could add a third seat. I think he said mm-hmm. he was working on adding a third seat. He's got the third seat. He just yep. hasn't put in yet. He's got his Dometic in the back, in the yep. in the passenger compartment there in the back. Yep. And then he has that whole layout in the... Uh, shelving movable yeah, shelves spare, spare I mean, tires in the hatch he like said a third a spare third member fits inside the spare tire like he has a 40 yeah laying in the back and yep. you don't even know it's there until nope. he's like oh yeah i need my spare yep yep he's he got his spare tie rods all that stuff yeah. I, 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 it was wonderful i got nothing it was absolutely amazing he's like hey can you grab me there's a can of wd-40 on the right side or no, on the left side of the hatch or the tailgate open it up Move the gloves. There's a can of WD-40. And I go back there, open it up, left side, take two pairs of leathers, move them aside, can of WD-40, like perfectly packaged. I'm like, everything fits perfect. It's like yep. a fucking puzzle. It's like Tetris. Yes. It's, but, oh, and, by the way, I bounced this up a rock Tetris, Tetris is done. Yeah. Like, like you've you've maxed out the, the mm-hmm. thing. It's a pretty awesome rig. Yep. Those anyway. things come with one cup holder. Yeah. He has two 3D printed cup holders made what? for a Land Cruiser in that thing <laughs> so that everyone has a place to put their drink. It's ridiculous. <laughs> awesome guy, too. Yeah. Like, I can't stand when people like that are real, like standoffish or something. I'm oh, like, yeah, dude, no. I want to touch everything on your truck right now. Yep. And he's like, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. There's yep. other finger fucking truck. Super nice guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, and by super nice guy, this is how super nice he is. He and I are just sitting there just BS and talking. And this kid in a one ton XJ comes buzzing around and he makes this turn to kind of go in front of us. And we're sitting out of the quarry where it's just flat sand. And he uh, goes to turn and breaks the the weld on his bung for his uh, tie rod or from his, for his drag link. The drag link from the steering box down to the knuckle. Other than the fact that I feel like that's something that shouldn't fail. Continue. Well, yeah. Wow. A little nervous. Like, little, uh, a little nervous. But yes. Yeah. What else yeah. did you weld like, with clean, that welder? Clean wow. break. Yeah. Clean break is wild. So anyway, we put it back together. Uh, me and his, or his passenger and I, we put that back together. And you know, the guy's like, if only I had like a welder, I could like weld it back together. I don't know what I'm going to do. And Joe's like, well, I got one. And so he's like, well, I just need two batteries. So I pulled Loki around and parked next to him. And we hooked up both batteries and everything, and Joe gets down there and just burns in a line, like burns in a new welder. I it. wondered what you were doing with jumper cables yep. and all this crap, and I'm like, maybe a shit doesn't start or what, whatever. Those, uh, oh, be damn. What's it called? I don't know, but it's I know the, what you're talking about. Welder, I don't know what it's called, though, but it's I like a DC it. welder thing. Yeah. It's just a little spool gun yeah. that you hook up. And uh, Wow, that's he, insane. That's why he needed the WD-40 for. The spool is kind of um, sticking a little bit on the spindle. He's... Spray a little bit of WD forty on it, goes back to welding. I was like, "Oh, that's a lot better." He's like, "Yeah, it was hanging up a little bit." Wow. Yeah, power welder. 
something like that. I, I didn't know. even know he had a welder until just now. Yeah. Well, you do. Oh, yeah. I was even riding with him. It. I didn't even notice. It was in his Rocklander. What? He had it hit. What well. did you think he didn't have? I guess nothing. Just name it. What do you want to know? He had what? one of those two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't have a replacement third member for my nine inch. He said one would fit in his spare, though. Yeah, but he didn't have He it. said he carries one on his longer trip. <laughs> I was going to say, but if he had a nine inch in the back, I bet he'd have a spare third be member. A nine and a half inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. It's a nine and a half. But yeah, it was, a, it, there was a lot, a lot of people out yesterday because we went uh, NAXJA, National we're, we're XJ getting, Association. We're way off the topic. No, we haven't got way no, off the topic. Back to Mike. Oh. So you, you wheel with Bray, you wheel with Joe, oh, you wheel with. Cheap wheeling. There was a guy named Connor, and I did not catch his last name. Sorry, Connor, if you're listening. He was friends with Joe. And he had a Tacoma uh, leaf sprung front and rear. That I can't remember clean. what axles, but it had Max's razors. Same thing that Bray oh, had. I, I and was like, I missed that. No, mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. No, it was a he got it kind of as a basket case. He put it back together. I rode with him quite a lot of the day because Bray kind of took off on me at one point. I was like, hey, can I ride? He's like, sure. And I turned around and he was gone. So I was like, hey, Connor, can I ride? <laughs> nice. And, uh, so you get to ride with him also? I rode with him actually most of the day with Connor and uh that thing is just kind of point and shoot, kind of so, like your second run out. It was just like, let's go up that. Okay, let's go up that. Okay. And it was just sure kind of. It was nice. Sure wish third. It was, like, it was like uneventful that. riding with those guys. Honestly, that whole yeah. group we were with, it was just kind of like, let's do that. And we Sunday did. We just did. works, man. Like oh, those yeah. wheeling trips like that, when you could just go yes. and go and go, you're not stopping. You're not standing around all day. We like, did a lot of that too. Wheeling. So, but we did do a lot of wheeling. So that I don't get completely flamed on the internet. Ready Wilder. Ready welder. And he said he bought about 15 years ago, so I don't know if it's the one or the two. But mm. either way, it's ready welder. Interesting. I need one. They're four ninety nine. Well, that's what they are here. They're in the high, mid to high. Well, I just carried a welder. And then the, the problem welder. was, yeah. Well, not like, <laughs> not like a full-size MIG, but like yeah. a 220 or like a 110 welder almost. the one time mm-hmm. we had. The one time now. I needed a welder, the guy was like, I didn't have one. I ripped that motor bound out of the Badlands, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, we rolled up to this one guy, and he's like, got a welder? Yeah. So he throws it in the passenger seat and then says, hold on. I'm like, okay. It was like a 110, like Hobart, mm-hmm. um, 140 or whatever it was. Throws a bottle, helmet, gloves. Like it's a full on like MIG with it's gas everything. everything. I was like, God damn, dude, you need a grinder? Well, yeah, sure. If you got one. Oh, yeah, sure. It was I, awesome. I broke. I don't remember what it was. I broke on low key, but I broke something way back when we're at the Badlands and I limped it up. It was a, it was a track bar bolt was one of the things I broke, but in the process, it also broke the spring cup. And uh, we get back up there and we're like, we need a welder. And dude's like, I got a welder. Like, oh, you do? Cool. And he's like, yeah, come over here to the truck. So I go over to the truck. Dude is driving his work service truck. Yes. He's got a full size, like, the big welders big on it. Diesel like, generator. What do you want done? <laughs> Everything. He prints you out an invoice and goes, "Here's your bill." He and you're like, "Ah, oh, damn." <laughs> he welded up whatever it was that I broke with the bolt. He he welded all that up, and then he also welded that spring cup, and was like, "Okay, have a good day." That's the See off-road guys. people we love. They were on dirt bikes. Huh. Yep. Awesome. He just like he didn't have any need to use it, but he's like, "Oh yeah, I just drove it because that's what tows my my trailer." Yeah. Well, like, and then it probably has awesome. all his tools and stuff on it, too. Yeah, had everything which is handy. It. Yep. You got to love that so about awesome. off-roading, how people help each other. The yeah. very first person to bust out their winch when we watched a Forerunner rollover yesterday was Joe. Yeah. He just pulled right up, got the winch out. We hooked up and just seems pulled like him Joe. back on his lid. Yep. Yeah. Or back off his lid, I should say. Yeah. Speaking of rollovers, there was an, a large amount of rollovers for a day at the Badlands, in my opinion, yesterday. Well, there's a lot of people there. There was a, that, what do you think? well, that just shows three, them. 350 people. Total, I don't know. Probably. I would like to know from the Naxja group. Cause I know they have a pretty good idea of how many people they had. 
Well, but there was a yeah. lot of other people there too. It was, it was impressive. Dumb. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it was like uh, what three, four, four, four rollovers? I think. I only know of two. There was the XJ. The oh, there was an Maroon, XJ. I didn't know about the XJ. Maroon XJ, the Forerunner, the Comanche, and I. There was a buggy too. Yeah, there was a buggy that took a flop over, but it's a buggy. It's so a buggy, so it, wasn't it still qualifies for you for yeah. the group, but it, and I heard about a lot more stuff going on, breakages like crazy. We passed a guy. We passed a guy in an XJ with a four by four sled. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that break, one. Break We're like, what action. is this? Somebody's dragging a square thing. Yeah, it was a guy that we passed on our way out of the park with uh, a four by four. Yeah, ratchet like, strapped, yeah, ratchet strapped a four by four to the leaf spring under the axle. Everything else worked fine. Yeah, he had four wheel drive still, so he, on his own power, he just Drove drug out. himself out. Yep, it's I wonder awesome. how that was down that service road. Dun, 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 dun. Well, just, yeah, like all those mud holes, all and the everything whoops and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's better than broke. It's better broke than broke. not mobile, I guess. Yeah, not yeah. mobile. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of people there. I've yes. never seen so many rigs at the Badlands before. That was a blast. It was so, insane. That brings us to another topic. What? How was your day? I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> There's already listeners there great. that know how your day was. My so they're going to call you out if you don't tell us. This is true. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. It was sunny. I mean, you got some I things had, going for you. I had a co-pilot that was nothing but optimism the entire day. Yeah, that's all. how plus. wonderful it was well, that Loki was even there. Yeah, because my shit wasn't there. I was like, <laughs> dude, if my shit could be here broke, I'd be fucking happier be than you'd even think. He's like, yeah. hey, you know. If me and Ian didn't learn something yesterday, the trick is you leave your rig at home yeah. and you ride around with someone else. It's amazing. You can be so optimistic. Even if it breaks, you're like, it's okay, buddy. You know what I <laughs> you know what I learned yesterday? I was around nothing but XJs and Jeeps and Wranglers and all kinds of stuff. I rode in a couple different ones, and you know what I still don't want? A Jeep. Same. I want my buggy back. Amen, brother. Not that I'm hating on Jeeps now, because uh-huh. they hauled my ass around all day. Yep. But the best thing for my mental state yesterday was every fucking time I go, I go to a car show. I need a 69 Chevelle. Yes. <laughs> you know, I go to this monster. I need a monster truck. I go to a boat race. I want, I need a race boat. You know, yeah. I'm always that guy that's like, I think I need a dirt car. When you go to a dirt race <laughs> yesterday, I was like, I don't I need, need to, so I don't need much. to buy anything new. Yeah. I don't need to build anything new. I, I learned a couple of times. I talked to a guy with a buggy as a four cylinder turbo little pictures. buggy. Yep. Cool. Uh, talked to him about how he did a little brake mounting on his buggy. Mm-hmm. Learned a couple of things there. Other than like a couple fab tips and stuff that I learned on how to do a couple of things with some tube chassis stuff. Literally, I don't want to build anything else. I just want to get my shit done. And that was huge for me. Yes. So I was excited about that. And watching some of those go up the hills on 43s make yep. you like, yep. Yep. That's a good choice in tire. And I talked overdrive. to one. Uh, oh, I wish I would have talked to him more, but I didn't want to get out of the, the Jeep. Lazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> The uh, it was a Comanche on 43 stickies. Uh, yes, I believe I follow him on Instagram now. So, my plan this week is to get in touch with him a little bit about his suspension tuning because he was on ORIs, mm-hmm. and that brings me to the whole coilover ORI debate that I have constantly. I'm with saying people, coilovers, so. but that's the side I'm leaning towards. But ORI's packaging is just bolt on and tune yep. and done, it's simpler, and, and coilovers is not. It's not. I mean, it's a little more tuning on shock ratios and if you say so. Fuse, you know, maybe, pressures know. and stuff. Yeah. Not that either one's that a problem, but ORIs, you just adjust your ride height and kind of send it. Yeah. I don't own one of each or one of either. Yep. So I can't speak to it. But I like you to guys talk can, to people in the real world us. about it. Yes. Yeah. 
Because the more you know, the more dangerous I'm going to be. Start sending messages <laughs> out like, what do you do? Yep. So, what do you recommend? Yeah, because some people run both of them and they have you know an opinion on that. So it'd be good to get that. And there's so many variables on it. Oh, Whether yeah. your what are you weight, doing? how your suspensions. You could have two rigs that weigh 2,000 pounds different mm-hmm. and one's going to work better. So yep. what do you do? I agree. Uh, so how was your day? Uh, so, well, it was not terribly awesome to begin with. First thing was I got three and a half hours of sleep. Yep. Then the battery was dead and low key because I yep. left the key on the night before. Then I put it on the trailer and you strapped it down while yep. I went and took a shower because I got done polishing and didn't turn the e-fans on. So that was always good. Yep. Me and Mike did not realize that the e-fans were not on. Standing right next <laughs> Couldn't to Couldn't figure out why you were coming out of the house so fast either. <laughs> he was screaming something. We were like, what's going on? Like, bro, calm down. Yeah, we're here. We're not We're not mad why, at you. Why are you so upset? Yeah, the like... fans aren't on. The fans aren't on. So I've been running for like 20 minutes with no fans. Yeah. It was. The steam was rolling the opposite direction of us in our yeah, defense. In your defense. <laughs> and it wasn't pissing cooling out it was not at the time. Until the moment up. that he came up, bursting out of the house. <laughs> I don't know what temperature it was. The gauge was pegged. She was hot. And yeah, it was fully, it was fully pegged and it did go down for probably 10 or minutes or better. It was a lot. It was yeah. not good. We, we burned her out. Burned oh, yeah. The, burned the cobwebs oh, out she's, of her. She got toasty. Yeah. But. It drove fine yesterday. It ran fine. So, Engine ran fine. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Thank God. Yeah. So that was the start of the day. And then we got to the park, got off the trailer. Everything was good. Checked everything. That was good. Went out to the first obstacle there off the creek. That nice little stair step that buggies have played on a lot. It's got a nice little undercut. Really difficult to get up. Beat on it there for just a minute or two. And destructed a lockout. TKO got a video of it. That's I need you to send me that. Will you just put that in the Google Drive? Yep. Please. Let me write a note because I'll forget just otherwise. Do it right now. Just put it in there. <laughs> I'm focused. I'm in um, the zone. I'm in the podcast zone. So apparently. yeah, <laughs> I uh, I destroyed a locker there, and then we went to the quarry, and I had it in two wheel drive. I had the other locker, the, the other lockout that was good. I had unlocked, and they pulled up on an obstacle in four wheel drive to see if in fact that tire wasn't turning, and it was not. Correct. And then I went to bump up the obstacle and got like three quarters away up it and then slid back down. And I tried to let off the throttle and get the back tire stopped before I hit the bottom. It all happened at the same time. But I didn't make it. Yeah, I think it hit the bottom and we hit the brakes and everything kind of stopped all at yep. once. And boy, everything she stopped. stopped. Oh, she stopped. All right. I went to go back up it and just. Boy, she didn't start again. Oh, terrible noises. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, you thought your fucking ass was about to get blowed out. I mean, that... I thought it was a U-joint. Yeah. And I was like, nope, that's definitely not a U-joint making. Or that's not a that's not a drive shaft making that noise like that sounds like ring and pinion. And so then we backed it off there and went and kind of looked at it like, oh, no, she's done, though. So we've been at the park at that point for an hour. Probably. Maybe. If that. Been at the park for an hour. Yeah, we've probably been, been on the trail, for, on trail for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, if we wouldn't have waited because we were there and what, what was that? didn't beat on it. Like, it wasn't even hard. No, I beat on it, it so much harder the last time. The last trip, it was yeah. so flawless. I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be a great day. Yep. You, what could go wait, wrong? Wait till you see the video of me on that rock. Uh, it's fully flexed out. It was beautiful. Fully flexed out. Stuffage. Second gear just wide open. Just wah, just tires just rolling. Roasting. Yep. No, no shake. No nothing. Just sitting there, burning the tires off, getting them hot, and then pull up one more time and snap. Blew out that mile marker lock. Crazy. Yep. Ah. Are you sure that's what it is? Oh, you yeah. haven't. Yeah. Yeah. We confirmed the front lockout was the problem. 
I knew about the front. I'm in the rear. Have oh, you confirmed to the? We haven't got there yet. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, it's not a, not an awesome thing. Is what it is. Hey, I said it yesterday. I'll say it on the podcast so it's official. Mm-hmm. I would take a hard part failure like that mm-hmm. to the bank. To the bank. Yep, because it's not. You didn't weld something wrong. Mm-hmm. You didn't forget to weld something. Nope. AKA tack life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't fabricate something incorrectly, or you know fuck it up essentially um it part part just broke yep you know regardless on what the cause on a bearing taking a shit something in the, in the rear end is yeah is it's fucked. either so i'm guessing it's either locker failed yep. which i don't think is what it is bearing failure mm-hmm. case failure in terms of like a cap like i broke the cap for the carrier yep the pinion seems fine yep the pinion because this no is a slop. nine inch it's a nine for inch. the record the pinion has no slop yep but when you put pressure on the pinion, so I took the drive shaft out. So when you put pressure on the pinion and start turning, it doesn't just hard stop when you like when you get the locker set up. Mm-hmm. You just keep turning, and the tires themselves start Are... like cambering. Yeah, both like of them. The, they they start like the back tires start turning, yep. not like forward and backwards, like side to side. Yeah. So that means the That's... carrier inside the the housing is actually moving the carrier, which is why the ring and pinion is slipping yep. because the carrier is literally just getting out of the way. Yeah. Wow. Oops, that is some failure. That's what I mean, though. But it's a hard part failure. Like, yeah, Unless well, you, yeah you beat on it. What yeah. What the fuck? That's, you know that's what, wheeling. Though? We beat on our shit. So you're going to have those. So I'll take that all day long. You want the high side? Which which high side do you want? As what far are my as options? Dollars or successful no, like, repair like, yeah, rate? Like, no, like successful like day. Like uh, on the high side. I got to sit in the quarry and watch a bunch of people do cool stuff. And there were a lot of rigs to watch. There's a lot yeah. of podcast listeners that came up that and was said cool. hello also. Yep. So got to meet a lot, of, a lot of you listeners. That was pretty neat. I wish I would have talked to more people. Yes. Me too. I wish we could have. I wish we would have went and walked around some more and found yeah. more people. Um, the other cool thing is we got an opportunity to uh, tension my crawler off-road Winch cable, winch oh, rope. that was so funny because we were broke by then. So we're, <laughs> we're in the quarry. Yeah. So, so we're just making crazy yeah, noises. We're two stupid fucks out in this flat, like, I mean, flat ground with 80 foot of rope. And you don't realize how far 80 foot is until you're the moron that's got 80 Did rope. Did you take it all the way to my yeah, corridor? Yeah, all the way out to the corridor. So there is like 78 feet of rope no, strung it's, out. it's like 70 feet. A shitload of ropes strung out on flat ground. 100 foot of combination. And then slowly winching <laughs> all the way back in. We're like, oh, people yeah. are stopping by like, what's up, bro? I'm like, just tensioning the, just tensioning the rope. What the you, best part was I'm outside because we, we talked to uh, Rick and Fred and we're like, we'll get you some pictures of us doing yeah, this uh-huh. process and all that. So I'm out there like Graham pictures and all this. We look like the <laughs> douchiest douches ever. We're out there like taking pictures of this, this broke rig popping and crackling rope. with this brand new rope out there with eight, you know, 80 foot strung out on flat ground. Love it. Yeah. We made it look good though. Got a spooled in sometime. Yes. Nailed it. But it, it is nice though. Like yep. it is wrapped nice. It the looks other cool good. thing is, is, uh, in talking to Matt that, uh, that afternoon we were discussing the lockout issue and I'm like, I'm just so tired of buying lockouts. I've had super winch. I've had mile markers. I've had who knows what else, uh, several other lockouts. And I'm just like, I'm so tired of buying lockouts. The same thing breaks every time this junk cast part in the center that goes, that slides into the hub. Like the part that engages the hub itself. Mm-hmm. Every time that's what I break. Yep. I'm so over it. And he's like, wait a minute. I saw on 
uh, Reckless Wrench Garage on YouTube, I saw him using some lockout that was different and it was supposed to be better. He's like, but I don't remember what brand it was. I was like, all right, cool. So I went home last night in my I'm so sleepy, I can't stay awake, but I'm not tired enough to sleep. So I popped on YouTube, pulled up that episode. They're rebuilding the uh, 60 in the front of his of Mike. No, Chris's Suburban. I think it is. Um, they're rebuilding the the 60 in that and they put in Yukon lockouts and Yukon made their lockouts different. So on a normal lockout, you have that big old chunk of thickness uh-huh. that slides into the hub. Yukon built theirs to look just like a ratcheting locker. Mm. It looks it looks like a chunk from a ratcheting locker, and it's spline on the outside, made from chromoly. Slides in there. You slide the other piece in, a few springs, and then the cover is literally. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a yeah, um, like a slug cap. It's about that thickness. Yeah, maybe just slightly thicker, but the way it all goes together, when you unlock it, the spring pushes the spring pushes them apart so like they cannot be together if you have it unlocked mm-hmm. and then once you lock it it pushes that locker piece back down and it locks in mm-hmm. just like on a locker in your rear end i was looking at that like you're not gonna break that design is I'm, that the idea i'm not gonna Shouldn't break, that, break design. that design i am not gonna break that design i don't have the power and i don't have the tire size if that thing breaks the that chromoly axle is failing first Bet. we'll find out we're gonna find out well, it's They're on it's on record now dollars a pair 300 a, a pair what's the price pair. on a worn lockout 100 so, and a half maybe yeah, so it's double the price whatever but i'm getting away from that style i don't care i'll pay the 300 and buy a yukon but now it's still a lockout you still yeah. have the option yep. to reach yep. out there and yep. click click okay until you click it in locked and it's not so much a lockout anymore now is it's that one of those solid where when it fails, it fails in the locked position. I remember hearing about some lockout that did no. that. That said, if it fails, if it will always fail. Fails, yeah, this would locked be that so that you have four wheel drive. That's I can't remember what I heard, but I heard that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who made it. It was a long time ago. I heard that and I was like, that's a neat idea. So at least yeah, yeah. if it fails, you're, you're not keep wheeling mm-hmm. or, or you could get off the trail. You yeah. Know, you just can't like unlock it to drive home or whatever. So. Get out of like a long trailhead to yeah. your house or whatever. Cool. Right on. So we've got a, a guest coming in also, not to jump ahead, but nope, this is where I don't want at. you to have to relive this too much the no, next day. I want to pull the Band-Aid all we'll the way We'll talk about it more after we get done with the guests and stuff and yeah. what we got coming up. Well, I want to talk about what we've discussed on how to fix the problem. Yeah, we'll do that after this. Yeah. Um, it's we'll, about time we'll to get We'll close the Band-Aid so. back up, but we got to get on the phone with him. So, yep. so who we got today? We've got Kevin Taylor of the Outlaw Off-Road Racing. Is that a series? Yep. Okay. Series. Series. Outlaw Off-Road Racing Series. It's kind of like Southern Rock Racing Series or Pro Rock or any of those, but it's just another another sanctioned yep. race series that's out there doing it you sounds, know awesome stuff for it racers. Pretty cool, yeah. Because here's the thing. You want to race, you need a series. You do. You know? You don't know if it's going to be in your neighborhood. It's so. not like an MLB or NASCAR or right. hockey, you know. It's you need a series, mm-hmm. so. The nice thing is, it's uh, I think they've done it to a point where everybody's working together. They're promoting each other's um, series, I guess. Yeah, which and, is cool. Yeah, because here's the thing: is working for everybody. So, yep. you ready to give him a call? Let's give him a call. Alrighty. Fuck. What'd you do? Didn't plug my fucking phone into the fucking amp. Gonna need that. I'm over here giving you, you got everything shit. else. Oh God, ah, Jesus! Yes, everybody gets to love. Okay. Okay, my microphone's off. So you guys yes. Okay, just making sure. Your mic's off. How's your How's your headphones? Yeah, 
Having a little bit of technical issue, huh? Well, okay. So what happened was we can't seem to do one of these without screwing something up. I forgot to plug my phone into the audio recorder. So I was like, oh, damn, hang up real quick. Hopefully he doesn't call back, plug it in, call you back. Now you're here. <laughs> Who are we talking with? We're talking with Kevin Taylor. Kevin, how's it going? This is Ian and Steve with Total Off-Road Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Well, we're doing just fine. And say peachy. Good. Peachy. Yeah. We got a we got a nice, sunny, wonderful 70-degree day here in Texas. Yeah, we're not I'm too jealous. bad. We're not too bad today. It's not it 70, windy? but... Yeah, is it windy down there? Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, it must be nice. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> you get winning. It is. Hopefully, it is springtime, and hopefully, everything it stops raining, and especially, I hope it doesn't rain this next weekend. <laughs> Make for a good event, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, you know, rock crawlers, rock crawlers hate the mud. <laughs> I feel that sentiment very well. I'm like, ooh, mud. Uh-huh. I'll fall on a rock before I'll step in some mud. That's for sure. Exactly. So you have an event coming up this weekend, we hear. Yeah, we got um, Outlaw is going to have a race at Copperhead up in Spavinaw, Oklahoma, northeast Oklahoma. Right on. When is that? Is that Saturday? Saturday, isn't it? This is Saturday, yes, sir. Starts about uh probably start about ten thirty, eleven o'clock and last until hopefully we can get done by five. Right on. So that's kind of something coming up that I want to go to. Um I've been talking with uh Shelby a little bit about wanting to get out to one of those and we have the unfortunate thing is scheduling is a pain in the ass. Um I've got we've got two other events we've got to go to on the next two events you've got coming up. So I think mid uh mid America the finals is going to be my event this year. Well, that is going to be one awesome event. Um, as a matter of fact, we'll have, um, I believe we will be doing two days of racing. Sounds like a good bargain then. And we'll have probably, I mean, I think in, you know, drag racing, hill climbing, um, we're trying to do something for the kids, uh, because a lot of the people that come to these races never have the opportunity to even look at a rock bouncer mm-hmm. so we're hoping to be able to give the kids rides around the park a little bit nothing extreme but give them an opportunity and hopefully uh try to get more people involved in this sport man i'm gonna look so bad pushing a kid out of the way to get a ride in a rock bouncer <laughs> <laughs> just get down on your knees walk around on yeah. your knees oh, make you sure go. you shave yeah yeah shave everything no, don't shave. and then go why is this kid 200 and some pounds <laughs> it's not gonna end well i'm just gonna be that guy on his knees is the problem well i will Might say this seat. yeah <laughs> any any event that you go to and any racer that you see, if you ask them to take you up the hill, I guarantee a hundred percent that anybody would be willing to take, take you up the hill. The problem is I've got a guy to commit on the podcast to give me a ride in a buggy. And then he sold his buggy. (laughs) That happened to me last year. First, first first race of last year had a gentleman come up to me and say, I want to buy that. And I was like, well, it's not for sale. And he said, you don't understand. Proved you wrong, didn't he? Yeah. He proved me wrong. (laughs) It's always a number that makes it happen. Called your bluff. He called my bluff. And I've been been building one since. And I I spent uh, uh, two months in the shop um, 
about eight hours a day the last two months trying to get it ready for the first race. And on the second hill, I busted an axle shaft that wasn't supposed to break. Huh. Strange. Interesting how that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've got about 15 shafts. minutes of seat time in it, and I'll probably I'll have 15 minutes of seat time in it for this next race. There you go. Well, that's more than none, so I guess you're in the right direction. Yeah. We'll get there. That's it. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the Outlaw Off-Road Racing and kind of how that got its start and where it's kind of directional headed for the year 2020. Yeah. Uh, the, the main group of us, we were originally racing with American Rock Crawling or, or Art with Ty Turner. Ty put on awesome events and on average had 50, 50 racers at his events, uh, Rock Bouncers Racing. And we caught wind in, the, I think it was the fall of 2016, that he was only going to plan on doing three races the following year in 2017. Wow. And um, there were a lot of racers that they wanted more. They wanted like six races. So we, I got a phone call from Heath Day, who Heath is instrumental in in this racing and rock bouncers fabricating he is an unbelievable guy he called me and said hey we've got to do something about this can we can you come up to hot springs for fire and ice which they always have the fire and ice run new year's up at hot springs i'm normally there and i've got a few other people that are going to be up there and let's sit down and see if we can come up with a solution to um tie not having enough races so um new year's day 2017 we uh we met and i met a few other people up there and he set us down and said okay we i want to do a series but i need y'all's help and we're only going to do three races to go along with ty's three races we said cool and he said we need a name and I don't know how we came up with the name, but Outlaw, everybody agreed on Outlaw Off-Road Racing. And we set up that we were going to do three races. And we also, one of the main things that we said was, this is going to be a race series by racers for racers. Mm-hmm. And and we have stuck by that saying since. Um, Todd, a month or two later, pulled out completely. And we, so we all got back together and we put together five races for that year. And that's where we started. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. We had a, a original group of about, we had three investors and then two other families helping us. And by the end of 2017, um, we had lost a couple of the families and picked up a couple more. And since then, um, we have been rocking and rolling. And I, I can't say that everything goes super smooth, but I believe we put on a good show. I believe we have a good group of people that help us. Right now, we've got, um, of course, Heath Day and Carrie Day. It, it wouldn't be possible without those two, especially Heath. Heath is a guy. They find the parks for us. They work with the parks. Um, Heath sets up the hills. 
Um, well, along with me and my chopping down trees for him and everything like that. You got to get the stress um, out every once in a while, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's um, how that works. Yeah. It's going to go cut can, stuff down. Yep. Uh, we, we do. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, we get up there on Wednesdays and Heath never likes to run the same hills. So he starts going off into the woods with tape and he says, y'all follow me cutting all these trees down. Wow. <laughs> Boy, that could just end bad for somebody if I got in charge of that. Uh huh. <laughs> now just imagine cutting down eight inch, eight inch diameter trees on a side of a hill that you can't even walk up. Yeah. What do you guys do with the stumps? normally what we do is, is chop them up and um, roll them down the hill and wow. pile them up for people to get for firewood. Oh, there you go. Right on. You need that. Get you yeah. a souvenir for the campground. What's you guys' average turnout uh, spectator-wise for an event? Do you know? Uh, the first year was not good at all. Yeah, uh, we probably... <laughs> That's how it normally goes. You got to get the word out first. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We, we probably averaged about um, 150 to 200 spectators per event the first year. In the second year, it doubled. And let's see, our first event this year, we were 890. Wow. And that doesn't include... Um, all the drivers, um, they're plus one, and the outlaw crew and everybody that helps us out at the events. Um, so I'm going to say, on average, at our events, they'll they'll be right at um, a thousand to eleven hundred people. Wow, can't beat that. That's that's definitely yeah. going in the right direction for sure. Mm -hmm. And at, as at this next event at Copperhead, we're trying something totally different. The park agreed. To lower the entrance price. Ooh. Normally, everybody charges $25 for just the day, and um, the park owner wants to do 15 That's awesome. That's a nice discount there. Yes, exactly. That's cool when the park will work with you like that to help lower the price to get more people to come out. Exactly. Because that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a great idea. It's a win-win there. Yeah, yeah win-win, exactly. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who's never gone to one of these, I've seen, you know, spent years watching events and hill killing stuff on like videos, but you don't see like what else goes on at the event. And uh, so I don't know if you guys have any other like stuff going on during it other than just like buggies going up a hill or not. Well, our courses are a little different than your average hill killing. Okay. Uh, we, we don't do bounty stuff. Uh, we do true courses that you have to drive. Yes, they they can be. If you hit it fast enough, you're going to mess up. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we do. We have the bouncers, um, and we do UTV now. Um, this year we started doing UTV last year. We have we're doing it this again this year. But what we do different is we run two at a time. Yeah, and it and it gives the racers the feeling that they're actually racing each other, yeah. even though they're not. Yep. They're they're they've got their own lane, right. they've got their own timers, but they it's 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 a cool feeling when you're taking off the start line and you've got a buggy right next to you trying to beat you. Yeah, it gives that true competition feeling versus running a clock. Yeah, yeah. I was watching exactly. a race between Shelby and some young fella. Oh, Mr. I, I I goofed up at one at the race, and I called him Danielle because oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to admit that on the podcast. Yeah, you don't have to. Admit that. <laughs> so now every time I see him, I call him Danielle. That's um, funny, but yeah, Daniel and and Shelby had yeah. a had a little 
let's see, competition on you know a little main competition going on. And yeah, old Dan. So they both old Danny they both was, met. Yeah, they both met met up at the race, and and it was on. Yeah, it was on. <laughs> I was watching that, and old Daniel was like, "I'm gonna show these old guys what's up." And, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what happened. He went up the second hill there, heading for the finish line, and caught a tree. Looked like maybe something like that. Trees but, do have a tendency to get in the road. Isn't the way. that strange? When you're running like 40 plus mile an hour up a hill, they just hop right out. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it looked like. But yeah, that was a that was a good. You were talking about them being courses and and still being challenging, going up hills and stuff like that. And I was that was the first thing that came to mind was that video, because uh, yeah, he's just running up that hill and and it kind of jogged there in the hill a little bit and it caught that tree. Yeah, well, as a, as a racer, you're always you're looking you're looking so far ahead of you that you never. You don't see what's right next to you, mm-hmm. and so because you're you're looking at that next turn that you've got to make, but right. you, you miss that huge tree that your tire's going up right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, a huge tree that oops, just jumped out. <laughs> so, but our yeah. racers love our format. Um, the UTV guys are love it as well. the The whole day seems to run a whole lot smoother when you're running two at a time and you're not in as much of a hurry. You don't run out of daylight. And as we try our best, um, you know, if you go to a hill killing event, you're probably looking at about 80% carnage Mm -hmm. and 20% make it. Well, we try to do opposite. We try to have it to where 80% make it and you have 20% carnage. And that's held true since we started. Yeah, it keeps that more of a who can do it faster versus who can spend more money and keep their parts together, kind of the way I look at it. Exactly. But we have had our fair share of of recovery at these events. So is it a, I'm assuming it's a point series with all all the events together to get like a final champion kind of thing? Yeah, um, we do point system. We try to keep it as simple as possible and every racer is awarded points. Um, Our series if some series you can drop a race, we don't allow anybody to drop a race, but we do allow you to have another driver race for your points at one race. Hmm. Okay. So it's kind of like a, not a drop, but kind of a drop concept, I guess. It, exactly. And, and uh, you build up your points throughout the season. And at our finals race, we will, ha- which will be our last race of the year. We tally up the points and then the top three get a little bit extra bonus at, on the podium. Sweet. Yeah. It gives you something to shoot for at the end of the year for right. making the uh, commitment to race all the races. Yeah, and I don't know if you've heard, um, ARBO, Nick Kortenberg, started up the World Championship this year. We have uh, not. Yeah, I, I have that. not. Now, there is going to be a World Championship. Um, ARBO is keeping their own point system on every racer at every race, whether it be SRS or Pro Rock oh, wow. or Outlaw Series, as long as it's an official race. The racers get points, and the top 32 racers are going to be invited to the world championship at the end of this year. Any info on where that's at or no? I have not heard where it's going to be yet. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be someplace pretty cool. Hmm. 
that's gonna be cool. Sounds like something we need to be involved with or I mean, put on the it, calendar. <laughs> yeah, I think y'all y'all need to get a hold of Nick Cortenberry, and I'm sure he'll fill you in all on the specifics. Hmm. Just put that on the list of people we need to call. Add it to the list. <laughs> that's awesome. That's gonna be that's gonna be cool to that's have. That's gonna be a wild World series. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna be wild. Mm-hmm. You got I mean the top thirty two racers from every of yeah. Everything. From every series. Hmm. That'd be awesome. So I'm the final, yeah, I'm like, yes, done. Let's go. <laughs> Pack the car up. <laughs> so the finals event down there at uh, Mid-America, what kind of, I know you said you had some stuff planned. We got some exciting stuff for that one planned. Yes. Uh, one day, I think probably the first day, um, we're going to do more of a drag race, a true straight drag race that you will be timed on of course and that'll go that'll be one run then the second day we will do our typical side-by-side racing up some hills and that's going to be sunday i believe and then sunday evening we will probably have a true bounty hill right on. That'd be cool. and so far i believe we've got like five thousand dollars on the bounty hill yeah, that's pretty good considering that's in September. So I'm sure you're going to get some more on board with that as it goes on. Yes, sir. We're going to pr- try to get all of our sponsors to set up a uh, boost there. I don't know. Have y'all ever been to Mid America? Nope. No, I have this- heard it's an epic park. Shelby was telling us a little bit about it on his uh, episode, and he said this it's park is unbelievable. Is. Yeah. Sounds like a place I need to go. Need to put it on the calendar. Is it unbelievable for like, could everybody go wheeling there or is it more buggy bouncer style? Uh, right now they're more set up for UTV. They have, okay. they have a, um, a true UTV track. They've got a series that races there. They have unbelievable cabins, uh, with, they have showers. They have a place for you to wash your rig. Hmm. That's they've cool. got a pool and a bar. And say, I have food, tru- food say, trucks. Say no up. more with food trucks and bar. I'm like done. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm a yeah, fan. Exactly. Yep. With a pool too. That's even better. Their trail system isn't too too vast at the moment, but they're working on that. Um, hopefully, Heath and I can get over there this next week and go pay a little visit with them and show them some new places to open up some trails. I think Pro Rock is going to be there in a, a month or two. Yeah, I thought Pro Rock was doing an event there, but I don't know. I don't have their schedule out in front of me at the moment to really look at that. But mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen. I feel like I wrote it down somewhere in my notes at one point right. in time. Where's but where's Mid America? Jay Oklahoma. Uh, Jay Oklahoma. I'm excited about it because, like I said, I got an event the other on the May second. May second, you're down in uh, what Hooter Holler in Missouri. And then yes. June twenty seventh is at Flat Nasty, which is an awesome park to go to. At least I think so. Yeah, we yeah. were at, we were at Flat Nasty last year. I think it was in July or August, and um, we all went down to the river and Heath, you know, to cool off and everything. I couldn't even get it; the river was so cold. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm too warm blooded for that. Yep. Right. Must be nice. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely, I think the, uh, September 5th, uh, yeah, September 5th at mid America, the finals, I think that's definitely going to be on my calendar, especially cause everybody you talk to keeps telling you how exciting and, and nice of a park and the, you know, the owners and whatnot are of, of it down there too. 
Yeah, it's going to be definitely a go-to park in the future. Awesome. Anything else exciting that's coming up for us in the 2020 or, or beyond season for the Outlaw Road Racing Series? We're just always trying to make it better, better, better for the racers. Um, I think right now the main thing that we've been working on is our timing system. Mm-hmm. We will, let's see, I think I calculated it that we have had eight, over 800 runs since we started. Wow. And we have had three or four timing issues. It calculated out to where we have a 99.7% success rate with our timers. That's not bad at all, I wouldn't think. But it's still not good enough because if you're a racer and you're putting everything you have into racing a course and the timers fail you, you're not happy. Yeah, Yeah, I I can imagine that. that. I watched a – I was watching some – rock bouncing of some sort, some sort of rock racing, um, the other day. And, and I watched a guy go up there and you just watching the run. It looked like an easy top three. And when he got to the top, the timers had, had failed him. I don't remember who exactly. series it was in, but I was like, Oh, that sucks. I believe that that might've been the pro rock because we were talking with Joey about that. So was, there's, I don't, yeah, I don't top. remember who it was. I, I think Timmy Cameron was in the race and so was uh, big Bubba bacon. Did they run in pro rock? Oh, I, I wasn't, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't I know how much like carry way. over between series. It's no matter, have, no matter what series it is, it's one runner, no matter what race it is, you know, you bust out a good run and then, uh, you know, and the timers don't go off. You're like, well, that sucks. Like, what do you do for a guy when that happens? Well, um, we, we try to keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, t- the driver, the racer gets to rerun. Yeah. Um, and what just so happened at our finals last year, uh, one of the drivers, the timers, he had a good run. Mm-hmm. Timers didn't work. Then we allowed him to rerun and he, he rolled. That's exactly oh. what happened in this race. Yes. <laughs> he ran the second one and, and rolled it on the first little like bump of the obstacle. I was like, that's terrible. And then they let him run again that night, um, into a night run. And he busted out a, I think it was a solid third place run on it. But yeah, that's so as a as a promoter, we do we do everything that we can to 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 make right by the racer, right? But but you don't want those timers to fail. So as a matter of fact, I I've spent probably thirty to forty minutes on the phone with the timer manufacturer this past week, Mm -hmm. just saying, hey, what can we do that's better? What Mm -hmm. can we do? So they shipped me some some different style antennas to use and. Even though we normally don't have a problem, we're just trying to yep. eliminate potential problems. Yeah, always kind of try to evolve because I'm sure technology um, advancements help with that too as time goes on. Yes. Right. Well, yes. we've looked at different timing systems and everything like that. We pretty much have the best that's out there, but you know, we can always try to improve. Right. Exactly. Yep. Is it just a break a beam kind of deal? Yeah, break yeah. a beam. Mm-hmm. We've looked. We've looked into the transponder, the RFID tags that they put on their cars, but those just aren't accurate. Like yeah. you need. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and when you're talking, you know, decent amount of money, not of mentioned points, and then finals, and then now with this ARBO, you know, top thirty-two invite. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more on the yeah. line than you'd probably think. Getting a lot more. Dollars, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and with the the nice thing about the break a beam is if you say go and the driver's not ready, he can sit there and kind of gather his thoughts for a second. And then, you know, it's not on until it's on. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. It's nice. 
um, let's say that on average, the time between first place and even fifth place sometimes is less than one second. Combined times on two heels. Wow. So, yeah, when when we're not, you know, when we're talking about, you know, accuracy and stuff, that's how accurate it needs to be. Yes, it needs to be to the thousandth the millisecond you can't really have a guy sitting there holding a stopwatch when it's that close yeah that's impressively close yep yep like it was close yeah <laughs> yep. i know i enjoy watching the videos that, yep. that a lot of the uh, guys put out on youtube the coverage of these events is it's definitely entertaining to watch yeah and without the without the media guys without you know high octane d-patch photography um, off-road lifestyle, work hard, play hard, all those guys, mm-hmm. Black Dog. Without those guys, nobody would know who we are oh, or sure. what we do. Yep. yep. YouTube's a game changer when it comes to doing that kind of stuff, doing the getting your media out. Yes. So any more info that you can give us on where we can look up and uh, and get some more info or find out where we can go to, to get uh, info on how to go to one of these races? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, best place to be is Facebook. Um, if, if you're listening to this, go, go to our outlaw off-road racing Facebook page and like it, go to SR Southern rock racing and like their page, go to pro rock and like their page. You will get all, more information from their pages and our page than anywhere else. Um, you can also find us at, um, outlaw racing.rocks. All our information's <laughs> on there as well. That's an awesome website. <laughs> Outlawracing.rocks. Dot dot rocks. Yeah. Awesome. I hell with your and dot com was, was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for them. We got a better option. Right. That's, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, dot com might be more popular, but it's not cool. It's not cool, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Dot rocks. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> There's all kinds of options out there. And oh, I saw that and I was like, okay, I think that fits. It fits, work. fits real well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, I, I, well, I don't think I know cause I ordered some, I think you guys have uh, t-shirts and stuff getting sold out. Yeah, we finally got our um, T-shirt order in, a hoodie order with beanies and everything else. Um, free shipping on the website um, till this first race, and then we'll have to start charging um, shipping. But we'll have all the apparel at all of our races now as well. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I saw that free shipping, and I was like, ooh, that's speaking my language. So I think I took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And our shirts are pretty cool-looking shirts. Yep. They're definitely not the worst shirt I've ever seen, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Well, Kevin, we really appreciate your time and I definitely learned a few things that I didn't know. Um, Hopefully some other people did too. Well, I appreciate you guys calling me and let me talk for a little. I have a tendency to ramble. So that's what this podcast is all about. Join the club there. (laughs) (laughs) Rambling is good. That's how you get to pick somebody's brain and learn things that you didn't know you wanted to know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, I do have one else thing I need to say. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hey, anybody that is listening to this podcast and wants to race, come race with us. It's fun, but there is one thing, and you can ask Shelby this as well. Our series requires window nets. Mm-hmm. Most series just requires arm restraints, but you can wear your arm restraints, but you have to have a window net as well. I don't, you know, the worst part with that is you kind of want to say, go ahead and argue against that. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, costs or whatever, but it's safety. Like, come on. It's safety. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we have seen in the past is, and I have been, you can, I'm 
I've done it also. The guys, the racers will get in their car and not buckle their arm restraints Mm -hmm. because they are restrictive. So we decided that we're going to solve that and just say we require window nets. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Do you require and arm restraints and window nets or just one or the other? Or well not one no, or the other, but just window just nets. Just window nets. Okay. Just window nets. So that kind so of plays to no. yeah, it plays to that people who think it's restrictive have not required that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know arm restraints was a thing. I didn't either. Yep. Yeah. Um, arm restraints go around your arms and they're supposed to keep your arms, they hook to your harness and they're supposed to keep your arms inside the vehicle, hmm. but a lot of the racers will unhook them as yeah. soon as they get to the start line. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you want that control because it's yeah. not, you know, you're not taking, you know, smooth corners around a, a couple mile like track or anything. You're turning left, turning right real fast. So exactly. I mean, how and often are you looking out your side window when you're going up a course yeah well that's what you know that's one of the big drawbacks of what the racers say well it's just if you can't see but after they race with a window net they yeah. love them yeah yeah and you'll you'll see you'll see guys that are racing the other series that have window nets because that's what we require and they they like them mm-hmm. that's what they want to use now cool that's awesome nobody's gonna argue with too much safety i don't think i mean that's a thing as long as they can still do what they want to do exactly yep yeah yeah Right on. Well, I hopefully we'll get some more people out to your events. I know I'm I'm hopefully planning on be out there at Mid America, um, if if life cooperates, I guess. And uh, we'll have to get you back on here maybe later through the season and kind of hype that up a little bit more and see what the points look like going into that event. Yeah, and what I need to plan on doing is plan on doing a live podcast from our finals could be done you're gonna fly us down there for yeah that? oh yeah we'll have to discuss sponsorship <laughs> opportunities <laughs> <laughs> it's all the dollar it's all about dollar <laughs> uh-huh it's all about the dollars and i'll tell you what if you want to make money don't do a race series <laughs> <laughs> well don't know the podcast either but you know We're it's all on the same <laughs> yeah yep cool Awesome. Well, Kevin, we really appreciate your time. And like I said, we'll have to have you back on here closer towards the end of the season and hype up this finals event and get some more info going into that. That sounds wonderful, guys. I appreciate y'all letting me talk. Perfect. All right, Kevin. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Kevin. See you. What a nice guy. Yeah, he was. Hold on a second. I'm on Instagram right now trying to figure out who I'm going to contact about getting a ride in one of those. Yeah, no kidding. My guy. <laughs> my, my guy, Shelby. Nope, Shout not getting right in that guy. Screwed me over. Talks too much shit about me, so I'm out. Yeah, well, at least he, <laughs> at least he didn't screw you on your buggy ride. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But uh, yeah, you might have another buggy before too long. You don't well, know. Um, sold one, so he. This is this is intentional maybe. silence. Oh, you know things. I can say nothing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm allowed. It's one of those like I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my words here now. So it's like either way, I I cannot confirm nor deny anything. Either way, may or may not know anything. If you and I get to go down to an event, I probably will try to get a ride with somebody. I'm riding. I'm I'm, I'm gonna drive. I want to feel. I want to see what it feels like to be in one that's built like that. I've only been in a full blown like tube chassis rock bouncer mm-hmm. like not a tube chassis rig or whatever yeah, a bouncer. rock bouncer mm-hmm. one time Where? caught air out of a creek bed and it was like jumping into a ball pit of like serta pillow is that smooth? material it was fucking gorgeous I, yep i say no more that well you don't even hardly feel marvelous. marvelous where was this at uh it was a while back Liar. 
No, true story. <laughs> it was at a private property event. Either way, talking to Kevin, that was awesome. He's super nice. Super nice guy, which yeah. is awesome because I feel like leadership's from the top down. So yeah. if your uh-huh. top guys are nice, it's it's yep. only going to follow through and people are going to want to do stuff with you, which is why they're growing. Yeah. You heard it there. It goes from what he said. They had like 150 people to like a thousand. So uh-huh. um, no shit. They're doing something right. Yep. It's not just it's the same content. So awesome. yeah. it's the event that's growing. And um, I, I'm bummed because I can't go. The two closest events out of their season to us were were booked. We're booked? We The podcast is booked. What? We got events going on those days. Oh. One is Axial Fest. And I don't remember what the other one was. The other one might be Tolono's RC Fest. I don't remember. Yeah, it's a bum diddly because I'm like, how can I get out of this? I'm like, damn, I can't. (laughs) The same weekend as RC Fest is uh, Jessica's work, the wife's work trip. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's this date. I'm like, "Mm, well, about that. that. Thank God it's only it's in Indianapolis. So it's not like it's a must attend. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a Nashville trip or, you know, one of their Chicago trip. Like the good ones. Those are like those are good cities to go to. Indianapolis ain't bad, but like. It's a weekend in Indy. What is it really? It's closer to you, so it's less I could exciting. Go do it. yeah. yeah, I could go. It's do not it. like Nashville where it's a drive yeah. and you make but a weekend way, of it. We're booked. So that's why my only option is to hit up the Mid America Finals in September. So I'm going to make that happen. So you and I are going to that? We can't. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go. We'll see. Yeah. In September? Yeah. The kid will be old enough by then, I think. I hope. You oh, still yeah. won't be able Fingers to. Crossed. You still won't be able to leave it home by itself. Well, the wife can stay there. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. That's my only option at the moment because the other two are booked, but they got a race coming up, uh, like I said, at Copperhead Off-Road this weekend, so check it out. If you guys are close by that, go check it out. Yep. And what he said it was a discount? Discounted. That's, That's crazy. Awesome. They dropped it, what, like 10 bucks? Yeah. I think is what he said. 15 bucks to get yeah. in? Dude. Dude, you can't beat that. And yeah. I guarantee you, like he said, if you could go, let me just put it out there in stupid people terms from people like myself, uh, you can, for $15, mm-hmm. you can go uh, watch all kinds of awesome shit. Mm-hmm. Um, probably eat some badass food. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to any of these people that are like famous air quote finger yeah. air quote famous people on the internet with mm-hmm. these rock bouncers. And oh, by the way, put your kid in a rock bouncer and let them bomb around. Like um, <laughs> I'm a full ass grown man and I would be like a fucking giddy kid in a chocolate factory or something like that would be so exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, let alone if you were, you know, Eight, 10 12 six, years yeah, old whatever right. that is oh my god that is probably the we went complete opposite directions you went 10 and up i went eight and down yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know what what at age one, do you want to like yeah. safely put your kid with a stranger in a rock mountain i don't know four not my call uh yeah if new, newborn if no you're not the scene idea. doesn't matter yeah but that yep. opportunity for 15 dollars cool. that's awesome that is cool so if you're remotely close hit that up because it's it sounds awesome i'm jelly Last call. We are drinking. It is from Illuminated Brew Works, which is out of Chicago, which is mildly local for us. Um, it is called Brony. 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 The can is Jibroni. so arch, artsy. It's awesome. It's super bright. It's a 7% ABV. It is a double dry hopped double IPA. Double dry hopped and double IPA? Double dry hopped double IPA. Wow. It's a lot of doubles. And before we try this bad boy, um, I want to, the can 
art for one is awesome and the best line off the can is you can share it with your pony brony but you probably have to help him drink it because ponies don't have hands (laughs) all of their beers (laughs) is on the website and they all have a catchy little thing like that and i think that stuff's fun yeah anybody can put like i love how bright that can is it's awesome neon fluorescent color (laughs) she's a beaut bright pink so mike you've had this before you're the one that brought this it's true you're the inspirational it was mighty fine and it is an IPA. Looks and, like an IPA. Uh, smells good. It's hard to find a bad double IPA, citrusy. but this one's just a little different. It definitely smells citrusy. You do get the citrus. You get a little Always. bit. At least I get a little bit of strawberry. You know, on Ooh. the can, it does say strawberry. Strawberry strawberry, and orchard fruits. Exactly. It's not just citrus. A lot of yeah. IPAs, you know, you're I think just they like, use eh, citrus, it's all citrus all day. Yeah. But this one on the finish. Yeah. Just a little bit of fruitiness. There's this kind of nice a, little yeah, different. It's not like strong fruitiness. No. Exactly. Nope. Very mild. Yeah. It has that IPA uh, hoppiness. Yeah. I mean, it's a hazy it IPA. A, it's definitely a hazy IPA. So it's super smooth. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing with IPAs. Delicious. I challenge everybody to drink an IPA or seven because IPA is not a one size fits all. Nope. Definitely not. Um, you can you crazy. can use a citrus hops like mm-hmm. a citra hop, which is going to give you that Mosaics. more. That's what this has yep. got. This has got citra hops in it, mm-hmm. which is why you get that fruity floral. Um, a lot of people's complaint when they drink an IPA is, "Oh, I'm chewing on it's grass." Grassy, yeah. That's because they use a different kind of hop. Is it the mosaic hops that have a grassy? <sighs> I don't. Galaxy, I don't recall. There's so many different hops. All I know is I personally tend to stick more towards the, the citra, citra hops yeah. just because I like that fruity mm-hmm. flavor. Versus that real dry kind of grass. I, I, I like a <laughs> strawberry margarita. I'm just saying. Hey, no, I'm with you right there. So, I, like, I like the same. So thing. I like those citra hops where you get that more um, less floral, more fruit. Yeah. Flavors. Yeah, I'm not a big in the floral. This department. is my personal. The floral forte. turns me off. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that, like, I knew that flowery, like my grandma's yeah. perfume chewing taste on in my mouth. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. Yep. I know what you mean. Like somebody else can have this one. Yep, but that's a good beer. But this the, one's not that. Appreciate you. Appreciate oh, yeah, you. absolutely. It's yeah. no problem, guys. I'm glad to share something that I enjoy. Something nice about double IPAs. Did we mention that Mike brought it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. I brought something. the beer. Yay me. Thanks, Go Mike. Me. Oh, we said that earlier. I think I said that. If not, Somewhere. we do appreciate it. Double IPAs are a little smoother. They're a little bit more alcoholic, but yes. they're a little smoother. So, so it's a little bit more fun to drink once you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so here, let me ask you this, and you may not know, and that's fine. I'm just curious. Does a double IPA mean it's higher alcohol content automatically? Like, is that a hard line guarantee? I want to say, okay, I don't know this for sure, so I can't say yes, mm-hmm. but I have never seen one that wasn't. Okay. I wonder if it's that double I think it's it just like a double filtered process. Man, I wish that I knew the the reason what a double actually meant, but we drink a lot of double things. Yeah. Double stouts, double IPAs, double whatever, and they're always double more alcoholic. Yeah. Two X the mint, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that took uh, a turn. <laughs> but what makes it a double? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Could I wish I did. I, should look it up. I do know, I can tell you this that when you double filter liquor, mm-hmm. It becomes higher proof because you're removing more impurities, I oh, believe really? is the thing. So you're getting a more pure alcohol, which mm-hmm. is why it's higher content. So when you get a double distilled like moonshine or whatever, mm-hmm. it's double. Well, not necessarily double, but it's extremely higher alcohol content because it's removing the purities. So you're getting that pure alcohol, I believe. Gotcha. I say all this as an unprofessional person. So. Definitely. We know more about something else than beer. Yeah. 
But we do like beer. Do like beer. You like beer? Yeah. Okay. On to the next thing. What's coming up? Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to get mine out of the way because mine's quick and yours yes. is going to be painful to uh, talk okay. about. I found yes. two things. Oh, I forgot about the second thing. I didn't have it on my, on my show notes. Mm-hmm. Last uh, last week, I ranted about my piece of shit chop saw that left oh, me yeah. hanging for the first time in my ever loving career. What'd you come up with? Monday. Called him. Monday. Shipped me a new screw and a new blade. When did it get here? Well, it hasn't showed up yet, I don't think. Okay. So I got it shipped to the, the shop. Oh. So Again. I, I, with the shipping to the shop. Somebody. It was probably in the mailbox on, on Friday. Probably has. So I'm not going to call them <laughs> out for that. But that was, it was literally like I, I placed the order was late Monday. So it probably shipped Tuesday. And I don't know where. I think they're out of Washington or something. Uh, I, honestly, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, called them and they're like, send me a picture of whatever the whatever the screw was for and I'll get it for you. And they're like, like super nice. Yeah. Call me right back. And he's like, I'm only calling you back because you said something about wanting to order a blade too. And I wanted to ship them both at the same time. If you don't want to order the blade, I'm fine. I just wanted to double check. I saw your blade. I hope you ordered one. Yeah, I did order one. (laughs) Um, You said teeth were missing. I thought you meant like the carbide tip. No, no. The tooth is gone. Yeah. But that blade has seen hundreds of feet. Yeah. You're saying hundreds of feet. And that's like a hundred dollar blade. So, they're Was that cheap. a Diablo blade? Who's, who's blade no, it's, it's a their, Quest, I think. It's a Quest. Yeah, it's their brand of blade. I saw it was red and didn't really pay attention. Well, the, the Diablo is the... a little bit more expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, they're supposed to be good. They are. This one, though, I yeah. have no complaints for it. There you go. So anyway, sawblade.com. Took care of my shit. No, they're not a paid partner. They're just literally an awesome company that sells a badass carbide chop saw. There you go. So that's taken care of. Cause I kind of blast them. I felt a little bad about it. I was like, this thing's a piece of shit, but it's not, it's not. It's just they literally were like, here's a free screw. <laughs> here's um, a free screw. Thanks for playing. Second rant from yeah last week. I figured okay. if I just don't rant, I don't have to come back to this. I found a blasting company that's going to do my cab, my fenders and my doors for a really good price. Okay. Like literally I called the guy. I was like, this is what I got. Didn't tell him it doesn't have floor or anything. Cause yeah. I figured that's like details. We'll talk about later, but I was like, I just need a quote on an S 10. Cab, stripped cab, yep. doors, front fenders, hood. He's like, nope, don't need the hood done. He said, all right, cool. Gave me a price. And that was like less than a minute. Perfect. Huh. So, so hard to do. It was really hard to amazing. get. It's amazing when people <laughs> answer the phone and do their business correctly, how you're like, fuck yeah, I'll bring it to you. Right. Two week turnaround time on that. So my deadline of mm, not March 2nd, May 2nd, self-imposed May 2nd. deadline is coming self-imposed. up. Self-imposed. Um, you want it running driving yeah. or yeah, I want to drive well, drive it there. I want to drive it from the trailer to the to the In, show. Of the show. Yep. Okay. May second. It's gonna be hard. Dude. Real fucking hard. I'm gonna miss that day. That's yeah, you might be shitting out of well, you're not gonna do shit that day. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna stand there and hold a hand. Never yep. been there, but I'm gonna assume <laughs> that you're just kind of gonna be the guy in the corner that like if they need you to run somewhere, you're like, I got that. You yeah, know, I don't know what you're gonna do. But I'm gonna get her a Jimmy um, John's. Yeah. <laughs> she a, wants a she wants a um She's been wanting a sandwich ever since she got pregnant. You're not supposed to eat lunch meat when you're pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. Sick hmm. and a hot dog. I've got a whole list in my phone of like what she wants. It's like eat. when you're sick, but you're sick yeah, for like nine, nine months. months. You're like terrible. Yes. Could you imagine? No, I can't. Cause you I'm can't the, eat the, nope. your favorite thing yeah. for Hold nine on. months. You can't eat lunch meat or you can't eat like sliced meat. So like you get some really high quality meat. meat and just yeah. slice it yourself. And you then it technically is lunch meat, right? No, it has to. It's something to do with some bacteria that can grow on it, which normally would not affect anybody. But when you're pregnant, apparently, you, I don't know. 
Either way. He didn't read the book. She did. And he's okay. just been just informed. Saying. Yeah. She read the Googles. I didn't. Huh. And all I know is that she's like, I'm not going to test the waters and end up sick. I'm like, I don't blame you. Dude, this so plays into that first time parent thing. Right. Because like anybody who's had kids is listening to this. They're like Whatever. the second time. Do we be mowing down Jimmy John's and hot dogs for days? Like we don't give a shit, you know, but that first time parent, you're like, I will not eat cold Maybe cuts. Not. Maybe kind of no. So yeah, it's just, yep. it's just the fact that she could get sick off of it yeah. and she doesn't want to be sick. So makes sense. Yep. I always just eat it later. Yeah. That's literally like when you're sick and you watch all these food commercials, like somebody comes out with this new burger and you're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> somebody write down that I'm eating one of those and I get done with this food poisoning. The, the only time, yeah. The only time you see those commercials is when you're sick. Yeah. On the couch. Otherwise you're like, get that damn Hardee's commercial off my TV and get me back to my TV show. But when you're sick, you're like, Oh, I want it. I want all it. All that. And then you're like, no, I don't need any of that. Uh, so that's my two things that I've got for last call. I've got my blasting company done, but I got a two week turnaround. So I'm going to bust my ass to get some sheet metal done. And that's all I got. How are you going to fix your ass? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I meant that as like a rear end pun, but it more kind of sounded like <laughs> I was being a dick. So either way, I'm going to take it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. That is a good beer. I am going to. Uh, so, okay. So on the ride home from there, you were saying, don't take anything apart, save up the money, buy every piece that you want to replace, regardless of what's broken and just one and done it. Okay. Precursor for the listeners that yes. were not in the, in the truck on Something's the ride home. broke in the, something is a recap real quick. Yes. Nine inch fucked. Yes. Nine inch nodular rear end. Yep. So you're going to replace the center chunk. Possibly. In my opinion. Was why we've come to this. Mm-hmm. You want to upgrade to 35 spline rear end axles. Mm, think about it. Yep. Yep. It was kind of on the possible to do list. It's not yeah. a bad. Well, so, okay. I was going to buy chromos anyway, coming up. Mm-hmm. And now I have an opportunity. If I destructoed anything in the center section. Yep. Yep. That I have now have the possibility that I could just go ahead and just jump to a 35 spline. Yep. And have a bulletproof more or less bulletproof nine inch. Yeah. So that's so, what I'm saying. Yep. Just order the whole because the best the best worst thing, we'll call it worst for best, best obvious worst. reasons here in yeah. a minute. The best worst thing is you can just buy the the center section. Yeah. It sounds easy, it's just expensive. Right. So you could just yeah, buy it's way more you could buy 35 spline axle shafts. Right. You could buy the entire center section. Yep. Spooled. Done. No more locker problems. And yes. literally in an afternoon. You could put pull it apart, put it back together, and you're back on the trail. Because the front, so, the yep. locker, or not the locker, the mile marker. Um, if only money wasn't an object. The lockout, yeah. If money wasn't an object, well, I'd put an e-locker in it. Here's the thing. But easy, expensive. Not oh, yeah. easy, cheap. cheap. That's generally That's how it, it works. So <laughs> do you want it fast, quick, or cheap? You pick two, and you That's fuck it. off on the third one. So uh, that was what, where we were at. So now so you. So I kind of want to clear this up for the listeners. You've got more info. I want to clear this up for the listeners. Um, what? Part of what's going on here is um, I've got a 95 Jeep Cherokee. Most of you know that it's a nine and 44 combo, 513 gears, Grizzly locker rear, Detroit locker front. The Grizzly I blew up about four years ago, broke something internally, shipped it off to Randy's ring opinion. They fixed it. It's a Yukon Grizzly. They fixed it, shipped it back to me. Half the price of a new one. Good to go. It was outside of its warranty windows, like five or six years old at that time. That's why Ian is referencing no more locker issues. Yeah, you've got a bad taste for lockers, I've which got a bad everybody taste. gets certain for yeah, no particular you reason. You just yeah. had two that fail, and you're just like, I'm done with it. Yeah, 
I and get it. And I am not going to say that this one failed. It might be perfectly fine. No, I might pull just, it out of there. Don't even know. And it might be. Per- it might have. I might have destructed a bearing. Yeah. I have no idea. But I think you're going to trash everything that's in I there. I think we might have destroyed of. the ring and pinion. Yeah. In the process, you of, didn't do it any of favors. Just giving zero fucks and driving around the Badlands. <laughs> Dude, it, everybody's face when we be driving. They're like, "What's up?" They're like, "Do you know your? Are you so stupid that you don't know your shit's fucked?" Like they're I like, think, do we have to tell this idiot that his rear end is fucked or does he know about it? And because we because we'd act like we didn't know anything. We're like, what's up? What's, what's going on? This motherfucker's been broke for three hours. So we're just like, whatever. But, that was great. Yeah. Got to get it back to the trailer uh, somehow. So that's one thing. The other thing is I was looking at prices last night for 35 splines, uh spools and all this stuff. Yep. And I'm like, oh, God, you're going like, to build a buggy. I'm well over a grand. Yeah. Just to get me a center section and some axle shafts. Oh, with shafts. It might be a grand just for a center section with a spool. I paid $1,056 for that one with the locker. How many years ago was that? Well, (laughs) here, old timer. Old timer. We got this thing. It's called inflation. It's a bitch. I don't like it. Either way, um, I need to figure out. I've got to figure out that situation. Yep. Which I'm going to call Randy's tomorrow. Yep. Because Yukon makes some HD housing and I kind of want to do some research on that. Okay. For the nine inch. Yep. Um, I'm going to get a quote from them for a 513 complete nozzle housing already assembled bearings and all with a spool 35 spline. Yep. I'm going to get that quote and I'm going to get a quote also while I'm talking to him about 35 spline shafts. Chromo shafts. Yep. The other option is Matt gave me a 14 bolt from Derek. I have a 14 bolt sitting there for $89. I can go to Barnes and buy a set of, but it's bullshit. $89. Bullshit. What do you mean? Bullshit. You got to buy gears for it. I hold on for $89. I can go buy a set of U-bolt eliminators and weld them to the top of that axle. Uh huh. Then I can spend $700 and put gears in it. Uh huh. If my math is correct, that's still cheaper than a thousand. Yeah, I mean it is, but then you fourteen just, bolt. I think you just open a can of worms, though. Well, then your front bolt. axle is five lug, and your rear is eight. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You don't. And care. leads into the next thing. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I went next door today to talk to James about the outers for the sixty. Yep. They're all sitting there on the shelf. Yep. Doing nothing. Yep. We're looking at them. Just give them to me. We're looking at them. They uh-huh. look great. I'm like, cool. So they uh, they took it all apart. So you got the knuckles, the spindles, the hubs brakes it's all brand new everything yep and all of a sudden something dawns on me i see something that looks very very odd it's a ball joint hanging out of the knuckle uh, it's a 44 it's a 60 it's a 60 it's a ball joint 60. it's a 97 60 uh-huh. oh. 1997 60 was a ball joint 60 uh-huh there goes all those plans uh-huh so i don't have outers for the 60 that i have the you 60 could just housing. run ball joint eliminators Write it down. Look it up. Ball joint eliminators for a ball joint style 60 to put on my kingpin housing. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I believe so. It's not a thing. I, I don't know. I, just I think it's not a thing. Ian's over here making things up. He's up. like, oh, you can get them for the 05 plus super duty. I don't really know. <laughs> Somebody's got to come notes. up with some shit. Either way. Either, uh, that's That was the 60 yeah. old thing. Okay. But so that's the question. Like, do I, I do I buy half my tons now or do I spend the money on the nine inch? Here's the here's my answer that for that. Here's yeah. my easy answer. Um that Give nine inch. That. Yes. How much is that nine inch worth if I'm I'm wanting to sell it if it's got 35 splines a, a spool? 
<laughs> you can't sell that for with a 35 spline nine inch with 513s ready to bolt in somebody's rig for a thousand bucks. Probably not. I don't know. But you can go Wait. wheeling with it for a thousand bucks. So even Drive if you back. sell it for eight hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars, I don't yeah. give a shit. It's worth a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I, I guess Done. the question is fix is it that and go front wheel. Axle, I gotta get it quiet. Huh? Is that front axle fine? Yeah. It's or are you chrome. gonna upgrade to a one ton? That's, that's how I would point. make the, my decision. Am I gonna fix the nine or am I gonna put a fourteen? You're bolt talking on? about yeah. The biggest thing is everything rides right now on a. I'm gonna pull the diff apart. I am gonna pull it apart. Yeah, just to see what's up. To find out, because if I didn't tear the housing up at all, that's $500 I don't have to spend. Yeah. So. Then I'm you just need that. gears, ring and pinion, and a carrier. Ring and pinion and a spool. Well, at no shit, Done. gears, ring and pinion, dumbass. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. fucked up. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. Gears and a spool and done. Yeah. And thir- um, and then just buy 35 spline axle shafts while mm-hmm. you're in there and just yep. make it a. Yeah. I just call it Randy's and tell That's what I would do because it, it gets you on the trail faster mm-hmm. and it. Get you back wheeling faster. Yeah. And oh, by the way, then you can go wheeling sooner and you can recoup your money. I'm going to be really upset if I put 35 spline in there and break it again. You won't. I'd be mad too. What <laughs> is there upset. to break? It's a spool. It's 35. It's a spool. Nothing. You won't. Yeah, another bearing. Nah. A Timken. Buy a Timken. It'll be They're fine. They're all Timken. Oh I, only, I only run Timken. Put some heavy gear lube in there. You're good to go. Yeah. That's it. Send it. Some heavy gear lube. <laughs> all right. 128. So anyway, They're kicking us out. Okay. Where can uh, they find more info about the podcast? Wait, nope. We're, they're not kicking us out yet. So close. We got one new podcast and I have to touch on it because last week we messed up. <laughs> Ian's about to put a gun to his head. <laughs> that was supposed to be a quick fucking like, hey, let's cut it this was. intro off. Now we're going to be. Oh, yeah. From. From uh, Mike Austin of Mike and Max podcast. It's this fantastic start, dudes. OK, I'm glad you called me out. I honestly thought I did leave a review already. So here it is. Great show. Jake Berkey episode is one of my favorites. When the crawler guy starts laughing on the last episode, uh, on episode 12, I laughed pretty good. Keep it up and looking forward to seeing more. So appreciate you. Yup. Been a hell of a help to us getting us started and putting us where we are today. He still, still blame you for fucking up our lives with this no, podcast thing. I have to touch on this. This is part of what leads into this is if you have an Android phone, you can't just leave a, a podcast review. No, no. It's because your Android sucks. Come well, to my iPhone. No. So if you guys got Androids, you want to leave a review on the podcast, tell us how we're doing. I really don't care about the rating so much as just kind of want to hear from you guys. Want to meet new people. Shoot us an email or a message on Instagram or a message on Instagram or Facebook. The email is total off podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Shoot us an email. Okay. And. You can find out more information from us on Instagram at total off-road podcast or total underscore off-road underscore podcast. Also the same on TikTok. My my personal page is Steve at low underscore K-E-E underscore XJ. Ian's is off-road underscore Ian. Go check out off-road off-road. We've been drinking too much. They shut us down. Check out Outlaw Off-Road Series <laughs> at outlawoffroad.rocks because that's Outlaw the best. Racing. Nah, I fucked up too. See, we're drunk or shit. <laughs> we're not even drunk. We're just Outlawracing.rocks. Go check those guys out. And the one last thing is www.totaloffroadpodcast.com. More info coming next week. But it's live. And we'll catch you on the trail. <laughs> <laughs>